0: I was given a totally different type of an assignment this evening. Uh, far from the uh, abstractions and profundities that my esteemed colleague, Oret Turski, addressed so, so beautifully, I was given a simple three word question. And the question I was asked to answer was Are sports kosher? Now, <laughs> we are going from the sublime to the ridiculous. So it would appear. But uh, at the same time, we have to be realists. Uh, I try in life to be a realist. Uh, We have to have some idealism too, but we have to also be realists. Therefore, I was asked to discuss this uh, issue. I'd like to, at the outset, divide the topic into two we speak of sports, we speak of active, we speak of passive. Everyone understands what I mean? Active means an individual participates actively in sports activities. And passive means that he is an observer. Let's focus first on the uh, active sports activities you know that the Rambam not only gives us the Ikore Ha'amunah but he also gives us good advice which he considers to be an integral part of Torah best proof he incorporates in the Yad Ha-Hazoka, in the Mishnah Torah in those days the Rambam writes that a person must see to it that he's in good health in the moron of Nebuchim the Rama goes further and says that in order to be in good health an individual has to be active has to be someone who is doing things in, in a very, very uh, forceful manner and this involvement is part of a Vodah Hashem Talk about sports. It's hard to find sources in in the Torah Hakadoshah. I'm indebted to a uh, a fascinating sefer called Bein Hasmanim by Rav David Stav, a very uh, well-known rabbi in Eretz Israel. It's all about uh, recreation. And he quotes from earlier sources, that it's quite clear that sporting activities are not objectionable. from the fact that we find, going back to early sources, already in the Tosefta, and then in the Rishonim, and then Shulchan Aruch, there's a serious problem if we engage in these activities on Shabbos Kodesh clearly implying the that this objection of being inappropriate on Shabbos Kodesh does not apply that these activities would be permissible and two examples are given in the Tosefta one is running many of us are familiar with Neshochan Aruch and Aruch Haim talks about Bachurim who like to run around maybe it's maybe what they're on Shabbos in certain cases it's a simcha for them but clearly running around is something which is accepted there are also a number of sources again in the Tosefta as well in Shabbos in the Gemara and Sanhedrin in the Chazal and the Medrash Torah about the problem of playing ball on shops. word Kadur is the word that's, that's, that's used here too sounds pretty clear that this type of activity during the week is non-objectionable uh, in the community at large I believe it's universally accepted that for boys to run around is healthy and good when it comes to ball it's not universally accepted in certain parts of the, uh, <coughs> the Torah world ball playing is frowned upon and if you look at in, the, in some of the schools uh, during recesses, so I guess that's a word that's universal uh, we'll call Ben Asmanim or Ben azdorim, recess, so so when we grew up, they wanted to play ball. But in certain parts of the world where ball playing is not allowed, so the kids run around. Okay. But the rabbi I'm getting back tells us in Hilchas that a person Yosim Elivoshe Gufo Sholem Vichozok. A person is required to see that his body be, be whole and be strong. Because, as some co- refer to it, a healthy mind needs a healthy body. I mean, we should say a healthy Nishama needs a healthy body. And the Rambam in the Sefer Amore tells us, he is, you might say he's Dr. Rambam over here. Because a Klal and Briya Saguf. The person exercises and runs around. And yes, as Rav Tversky Shalit referred to in his opening remarks, she be on some kind of a diet. I shouldn't eat too much. But not more than that. That's fine. He'll be healthy. I think they call it today in America a couch potato. If I, if I have the right phrase, sedentary doesn't move, doesn't move. It'll be weak, we'll be sick. So that's the Rambam and Sefer Amor Nebuch. Gimel Perk Hafez, It's quoted here. Of course, we don't simply harken back to the earliest sources we need our Torah of the Torah Chaim we need more recent sources even somewhat contemporary sources here to be quotes Rabbi Yisrael Salanter you heard of his name quoted before in this particular context it's quoted by Rabbi Yisrael Salanter again it's a real or apocryphal no one knows for sure that he was told by the doctor to do certain exercises and you know, Yisrael was very careful at everything and he did exactly as he was told by the doctor precisely, following the exact orders of what should be done to see to it that he'd be in good health a little closer to our to our time the Chofetz Chaim. there's some letters, quoted from the Chofetz Chaim who says Swimming spoke before about running about ball, swimming it's healthy it's a good idea and he says don't learn too much it sounds crazy so, yes, Torah is very important. Everyone knows Torah is important. And so the Chaim did. But, there are times when you should take a little break and strengthen your body. Even closer to our time, it's called by of Yaakov Kamenetsky. That when indeed there was uh, a certain amount of time set aside for swimming, which is considered healthy, he refused to give a shear in that hour. He said, No, nope, I want the boys to go swimming and they go one of the best bells. I can't stop them, but I'm not giving a shear. That's what's quoted. So far, we speak of sports purely for their medical benefits, if you will. However, there can be additional benefits if done properly. What's referred to in the modern Hebrew here hait hachinuchi. Which means when an individual is young and is growing up, there are certain lessons that have to be learned in terms of interpersonal relationships, in terms of facing challenges, and yes. Defeat. Keitzad Adam mismodei im Lonos. Losses, you lose, and almost all sports, I think, is a winner and a loser. How do you deal with it? Anochius, ego. I want to be the center of, of attraction. I want to shine on the on the field. And yes, as he puts it so nicely, Yachas Gamkshu Yariv, dealing with another, even if he's, if you will, a competitor, an adversary. How do you deal with it? Of course we understand that in America today sports is considered recreation none of the above not discussing so much the the medical aspect nor the educational aspect the recreational aspect this of course for us presents a bit of a problem because we're supposed to be serving Hashem every moment but even here even if you remove the, the the physical benefits and the educational benefits, uh, this is implicit in the Chavetz Chaim's letter as well. A person has to take a break. Most people are unable to just learn straight. Someone went to Rav Yashiv, Zeichat Tzadik Levracha and asked him permission. For him to try to imitate his grueling schedule of learning. Get up 2 30 in the morning every single day. And Rebel Yosef forbade him. This is not for everyone. He was able to do it, it's an exception. So there has to be some, for most people, there's some kind of a, a break somewhere. So whenever we discuss recreation, we have to be, again realists, and know, what is the alternative? if a person is not involved in active sports, what else will he be doing with that time? from this perspective, even if the sports are viewed as somewhat negative it may be the rabbi Meyuto, superior to getting into trouble in one so-called spare time. I want to speak historically and personally. I, I think I was uh, selected to, uh, to deal with this topic because I guess uh, the Talmud of him. Spent some time with me in various, uh, especially in summer activities. On um, basketball courts, tennis courts. After that, going back, way, way back. Just uh, celebrated, I guess you call it a milestone. We had a, the 50th reunion of our high school class. Of a Shishabeta Yaakov Yosef, known as RJJ. On the Lower East Side. And I have many memories. Oh, everyone was playing ball. Was, this is, uh, but I was considered to be a star you know, in my youth in something which is called, obviously, I didn't even play it anymore. It was called punch ball. Does it still exist? There's <laughs> a <laughs> play in a place called Hester Park. <coughs> I'm sure that A.C. knows where, the, where, the, where that is exactly. And I was of the, I think, from the Echidim was able to hit the ball, punch the ball over the fence, and all the way oh, in the back it was considered like a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. You know? Yeah, so was most of the sports was stop, you know, get together and, and pick up. There was some, little, some organized, more organized intramurals and things of this nature, you know. That, that's as far as we got. Those also varsity sports. Uh, some slight participation uh, peripherally uh, rumor has it now these toys. they may be apocryphal even about contemporary gedol. rumor has it my esteemed colleague Rav Tversky Shalita was, uh, was active in his high school years as well in these types of activities Baruch Hashem has been given the the size to, uh, to star in what we used to call in our day ball. Tom ball meant basketball that, that, that was it the only one of was basketball that's how it was I'm being, I'm being realistic I'm not, I'm not being revisionist that's how it was people would play by day and play by night and there were people who were better people not so good but that's how it was so you got it on the court and I have very fond memories Did weak let's be honest you have to be honest the Rambam says that, of course, if a person eats, he sleeps, we'll say he plays, and he has a mind for a good purpose to strengthen his body, that's a mitzvah. Can we look at ourselves in the mirror? We talk about Chatas no and say, well, this should not be counted in that because after all, it turns out that it's healthy. I have to confess, Elul, time for confessions. Slichas in less than a week. That in those days, 50 years ago plus, uh, if, if Mitzvah's trichos Kavana, we now not have, have in mind that we're running around, that we're doing the shem Mitzvah to keep ourselves healthy, you know, that was just what people did. Of course, you know, life moves on, and you get a little bit older, and you don't have not time for this anymore. And maybe you're uh, busy with more important things. But, I got a little old and I realized, you know, person gets married, indeed starts to, uh, uh, I guess it's part of nature, uh, the waistline starts to uh, expand. And then, already, at that stage in life, perhaps there was a more of a component of, of a mitzvah. Although, to, to tell you the truth, probably you get more bang for your buck if you're swimming or running. It's a little bit boring, you know. Let's, let's be honest, you know. There's uh, it's some excitement. So, uh, running around then, and uh, was usually limited to summertime after a certain period. We ran around and ran around and ran around. And it was, uh, it, it was helpful. I think we had a bit more of a kavana for mitzvah in that stage in life. And then we go to the next stage, when the children start to develop an interest. And some of my friends were more, more purists and said, "You know, we wasted our time. Why should our children waste their time? We're going to bring up our children no sports, no ball, no none of this stuff. Just just learning." For those who were successful, bring up their children that way. More power to them. Not how I brought up my children. I felt, look. They need recreation. They need to get around. They need to get out. And yes, it's not only the the fact that they shouldn't be sedentary, but yes, the educational hebet chinuchi we spoke of earlier is very important. I'm very proud of the fact that my oldest boys. uh, I just returned today from a uh, from a bar mitzvah that my my son uh, Moshe uh, made. So my my oldest boys, the twins, were following Moshe were talmidim of. Rav Shalita. Long before that, when I was still in third grade, they entered into the what they call the kosher little league, in the, in, in the Riverdale community. And we always say that in their in their opening season, I think with respect to my colleague, they, they belong to the Red Sox. If I'm not mistaken, in that particular year, have to check if that's really true. They went. What we call we always call it eight and O backwards. They lost every single game. Every game. And I told them, it's very important to learn how to lose. <laughs> this is critical. They did it with a chazan and a Okay, they were... They were, they were they <laughs> but they learned how to lose. I'm very proud of the fact that in subsequent years, they were much more successful. But they first had to learn how to lose. It's such an important lesson. As an aside, I have to mention, since we're talking about organized sports, with uniforms, you know, when I was a kid, but uh, <laughs> uniforms, but uniforms. And all, uh. We mentioned before about playing ball on Shabbos. It certainly should be discouraged. I mentioned, alluded to an earlier source, the Medrash perhaps the Rishalmi, a certain major metropolis in Eretz Israel was Chorev, because they played ball on Shabbos. It's a challenge for young children growing up. That's all they know how to do. They're going to learn, learn straight through the whole Shabbos. It's not easy for the average kid. I believe there's room for some leniencies, you know, in a, a pickup kind of a situation, just running around. Now we all grew up running around on Shabbos. I mean, that's, that's why we. Why we being revisionist you know there wasn't that much time on Shabbos I have a distinct recollection I grew up in in Kew Garden Hills and I first moved in when I was 11 so it has to be after that age I can't say before after my mitzvah I don't know for sure but I remember that there was a particular time when everyone all the kids were running right outside when? Oh this davening. It was, I think it was on Yontif on Yontif between Minch and Marv there was some kind of a break or maybe you had a speech and who was we, where were we, little kids and I remember running into a flushed, like sweaty and red-faced with his shirt hanging out. This, this is a recollection of my youth. Perhaps my misspent youth, whatever it is. But you know, kids run around. I never stop my children from running around on Shabbos. The says that children enjoy it, they enjoy it. But on one day, one Shabbos, I was taking a walk with my wife. This post and bow, a katana. It was not in any way uh, <laughs> any kind of athletic activity. We were just taking a walk. And all of a sudden, we see a bunch of young men. I think some were before my mitzvah, some were even before my mitzvah. In their full regalia. All the big day kahuna. And they had They had gloves and they had pinstripes and they had hats and they had bats and oh, guns and nice, uh, obviously we walked together as a large group to some park or other where they're about to engage in a very organized game of baseball. Didn't recognize a soul, which I guess was good. But I called the local rough by twisted, very distinguished uh, brother in law, by Rosenbach lead I told him, listen, I feel that it's, it's uh, something should be said. if boys want to run around, play around. That's fine. I'm not going to here. I'm not such a big machmir. But it's coming with the entire with everything this solo regalia on Shabbos. I don't think it's right. I was recently, many years later, so that happened. think many years ago. Just this. Past year, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was Pesach time. I was in uh, a community, very, very strong community. Many, many Orthodox Jews living there. Rabbi meets me in Shul. I was just there for Amirif says to me, I have a big problem. There are boys coming. In the organized sports. When him, he said, Well, I witnessed him be there at just uh, for the ten boys. He sees on a regular basis, and he's very concerned, a particular Jewish school, board a public school, not going into the details. It's right down his block. And if nothing is said, it's going to become a, a major center where they're going to congregate on Shabbos in an organized fashion. He thinks someone should speak out about it. So since I'm not in that community now, it's easy to speak out, uh, but it's obviously something which is a challenge. So active sports, to summarize, is positive, There's neutral, is there negative, aside from shops, the six days of the week, is ne- of course it's negative. Everything has a negative. Number one. A person can become so involved in sports. That's probably going to die a soon. If he thinks about sports, it's just... It's Instead of Torah being the main activity or the activity that's looked up to the most, sports, and the person looked up to in the class oh. is the individual who excels in sports as opposed to one who excels in, 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 in Gemara, it's a very negative phenomenon. We have to be aware of it. We have to be careful about it. Number two, is that active sports is very often an entree into what I'll call passive sports. Which is the second part of today's presentation. Here, the challenges are much greater. And I want to, again, what they call today, full disclosure. As a youth, I was involved in, we'll call, passive sports. As all my friends, I'm I'm not not excusing myself, I'm just giving a reality description. As a youngster, very young, until I was 11, I grew up in the shadow of Field. The famous Brooklyn Dodgers. Most of the youngsters here never heard of the Brooklyn Dodgers, but uh, those who don't know. And then, you know, as you get a little bit older, you know, we were abandoned by the Dodgers, and then uh, those who were father the New York Yankees. And although I spent some time uh, in these. Respective places Ebbets Field, and Yankee Stadium and even a little bit later in Shea Stadium, was a little bit older. But you know, there were other sports. There was basketball. If that was the main sport that we used to play when I was growing up, so we used to always go try to watch it too. So that was Madison Square Garden. Remember the old Madison Square Garden, the new Madison Square Garden? And this kind of a uh, interest in sports carried on in my case, probably a little bit longer than it should have. I want to tell a story, once again. Is it true? I think it is, because I heard it from more than one source. But if it's apocryphal, the lesson is to say. One of the recognized gedolim of the last generation was a man who was named Rabbi Chaim Pinnichus Scheinberg. Rav Scheinberg would often recount, and I'm told he even said this t- at one of the NTSY call summer meetings. He said here, okay. he said here th- in this community. He said, he said here too, that he was a rabid Yankee fan growing up. Oh, uh, but, but I mean, rabid. It's hard to believe that God over Torah should be okay, but it's, but it's important to be realistic. That I means all the the youngsters who are here, or maybe they're maybe they're Yankee fans, just on the radio. A little bitter. I just on the traffic here once in a while. I just heard ace There are five games out of wild cards when I was up. There were no there were no wild cards when we were growing up. Anyway, he said many years after he he stopped being a Yankee fan he, he couldn't get out of his system and he would say in Yiddish whenever the, he heard the Yankees would lose which means how to translate that he would I feel oi, oi, the Yankees lost and has a happy ending the story is told I think he's told us maybe even here that when it was well into his 90's Think about this a man who's been immersed in out for 80 years, you know, uh, who knows. He finally reached a point that when the Yankees lost, it didn't bother him anymore. And he gave a kiddush. Shulvi <laughs> Marach Yom and Rabbi Osai. He's to give a kiddush. And, and, and so if, if this, these are stories I've told about someone who, whom we knew, who was nifted very recently at a very advanced age, over 100. so yes, being a sports fan as opposed to a active participant is something which exists in our world even with respect to individuals who later became G'dol Torah and here too there are significant problems I believe the main problem is precisely the indulgence to the point that it becomes the major activity. You know, I mentioned for baseball is known as the national pastime. Let's first stay up front. We don't believe in passing time. We believe in being active in time. All right, a little sports, mostly in Torah, mitzvahs and Tovim and Chesed and Tila. The whole, the whole term pastime is it shows it's, it's as if Bittles man it's a good thing my father the and the Racha would tell us that thank God for baseball because this way the, the Nochrim who inhabit this country are so in in their baseball now in other sports whatever it may be and they leave us alone That in Europe they didn't have such organized sports they weren't so glued to the tube or ran to the stadium They they took it out on us. Thank God. But does it mean, do we have to be involved as well? To the same measure? I want to give you a, a, a for instance. Just walk into a a school, a yeshiva. I'm talking about an Orthodox school. Where some of our children, or maybe grandchildren, are learning. And just sit down at lunchtime. Or when the kids are walking out to breakfast from the the davening, or the... And, and just listen to what they're talking about I come from a major Torah institution I'm there every day Baruch Hashem Kachana. once in a while I pass by especially the high school boys primarily and, and what are they talking about? the games they, they won, they lost, they're hitting their hair it, it, that's the conversation Now it could be worse yes, I'm, I'm fully aware of that and some of it is but at the same time it becomes a preoccupation that's the problem a preoccupation which is, which is wrong and again I, 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 I've said this many times but I want to read from this beautiful sefer <coughs> aside from B'Thul Torah the this is the modern Hebrew makrus <laughs> hofeches has ta'im This converts the sports heroes into the the individuals that we admire. Not always uh, paragons of virtue. Uh, I mean, I just uh, heard about a guy beat up his wife I don't know I'm not sure exactly what happened and they had a they had a video I'm not not following everything exactly but uh, you know these guys are the heroes it's really a shame when you come to someone's house a nice fine boy in a good Jewish school and on the wall instead of seeing pictures of the Chavetz Chaim or of Moshe Feinstein I, 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 can, I can date myself a little bit. Uh, I don't know uh, Michael Jordan. I'm <laughs> The All right, you want to pl- you, you admire his, his athletic prowess. Okay, I, I understand that. But you, the, the, the ones you put up on your wall, that's that's different. That's your, that's that's the demus Royal lechikui as he calls it. That you know. So maybe the fellow feels that his more is this is, is basketball player if he could take a jump shot like that. Oh, but that's, we don't believe in that. That's a that's a negative phenomenon. We have to reali- you know realize that's what it is. <laughs> so again, the theory of relativity. That's this whole book is about that. I'll read you one more sentence. That in other words, sport's not the worst phenomenon of Western culture. I agree. <laughs> That's a small consolation. Yes, once again, it's pituach kishurim ishiyim the gibush In other words, you develop your own personal skills you develop become what we call today a team player Rabbi I say, I often say it says in Chazal that a person is nika Bikiso Bikoso you can tell a lot about a person is contact on the, on the sports court on the sports field oh how is he? does he share with others? does he pass? Or does he only shoot? and what happens when someone trips him up? as he explored in anger now I used to be a in camp I used to be a ref in the old, old days in color war and whenever I would hear a, some, some expletive I'd blow the whistle and call a technical foul everyone knows what that is? You, you misbehaved it's not right but some people are very, are very good it's, it's amazing it's a microcosm you see how people conduct themselves it, it really tells you a lot about but them in life, in big in, 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 in general, it's fascinating. But anyway, this is as far as even active sports. CPA watching. Hayotzeres hismakrus vitalus. A person can even be addicted to sports. It's a pulash lilit. It's terrible. Very negative. Very, very negative. And he goes on, in the next chapter we discusses: "It's important like pitch, loya, no." You know, when sports is used as a kind of a, a glue to put people together in otherwise tense moments, I think it's a very good idea. I was told, there are not the greenblot Schlita. One of the heroes of our time, who goes all over the country, writing Gittin, especially in situations where it's not so simple, there's something not so firm. He makes it his business to know about the latest in sports. What's he going to talk about to this fellow, who's now becoming, doing a and coming to give his wife a get? And he has no connection, he's going to talk about the Parash of Shavua. What, 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 what? That's always what we we'll call to make small talk, which is something critical. Again, getting have got to write a get, you need some small talk. So you heard, you know, he heard this What well they won they lost he has to know what's going on to be able and he has perhaps the Rebbe and the yeshiva uh, at least the yeshiva such as ours you have to know a little bit of small talk to, to talk to the Talmud and where they are at the present time ok but it shouldn't be a preoccupation when people come together it's arguably they're just watching glued it's arguably a Moshe of late. One of the Choshen uh, Rabbanim from this part of town, perhaps the dean of the Brooklyn County Rabbinate, asked me once, "The want to have a Super Bowl? Uh, I won't use the word party. A Super Bowl get together with a big screen, and they come to the I guess, I, I guess the downstairs of the shul, whatever it is, and they come to what should he do?" This is what I told them. I right or I told them listen, they're going to do it anyway. If they ask you to participate, I make the following recommendation: you come at the at the at the allotted time, and you have someone sitting next to you who comes with an old-fashioned gizmo called a radio. Okay. When I was a kid, we used to on the radio. We used to imagine things. It goes to the imagination, you know. What does it really look like? They want to watch the game? Fine. Whenever there's no action, you as the Rav, give the Torah. You'll find that in the, I think it's at least three hours, I think. I think, this is a major event, Super Bowl. You can compress, I know the clock is 60 minutes. This I think it's still true, I think 60 minutes in the, in the game. There are timeouts and there's a hint and a hair. You'll find that there's not much more than one hour of action even less, because the clock runs if you don't go out of bounds if I, something like that, so it's, it's, not, it's less than 60 minutes of action all the rest is at best neutral and at worst and it was once a half-time scandal I once read about but even without that <laughs> even without that so it, it's just, it, it, you can't look it's also Lysdakia also the lack of, of, of any decency it's just it's flagrant. So when it's, when it's a, okay, they take time out to start the commercials, turn off the screen, and you start your dvar Torah. And the guy with the radio say, "Okay, Rabbi, okay, now you can go back. <laughs> you can get a solid two hour seder." What happened at the end? I'm not exactly sure, but that was what I what I what I advocated. Let's discuss. Briefly, two other very serious byproducts of passive sports. One is gambling, Rahman Islam. <laughs> gambling. There's so much of it going on, I'm sorry to say, even in the Orthodox community. And yes, it starts with the young. Yeah. kids in high school they start with this kind of stuff with the. I'm not sure what these things mean exactly. I can't even figure it out. March. Madness. I don't know what they're talking about. It sounds like madness to me. But it extends to adults as well. Orthodox Jews. Who become addicted to gambling with respect to sports. I remember distinctly speaking with a different Rabbi Tversky. Some years back. Rabbi Dr. A.J. Tversky. He was talking about stories of a person who was so... Involved in his gambling. He, the radio was going on at the most inappropriate time. To hear who's winning, who's losing. Because you're going to make a field lose a few dollars. Rahman <laughs> al And finally. There is a, an unfortunate connection. Between watching sports. And intoxication. Both. In. Stadiums it's well-known, well-known, they're serving beer, they're hawking beer at all, these, all, the, all the stadiums, the, the, the Yankee Stadium, the Madison Square Garden, and, and I haven't been at all these various places, but I uh, remember from my youth, and there's a new phenomenon in the United States, I remember growing up, it's called sports bars the very term it's just two words a two I'm supposed to answer a three word question our uh, sports coach. but there's a two word phrase sports bar my Indian sports etzel bar I don't understand I know what sports is I know what a bar is a bar is strafe I speak from personal experience I've seen too much unfortunately we have to be honest Drinking, intoxication, is not limited to sports. Rachman of it happens even in shuls. And it happens in Shalom Zakhers. It's not my topic for today, but it have, to have to be fair. It's not fair to pin the entire problem of, of drinking on sports. That would be unfair. I was discussing with Rabbi Shech, the Shalit and base Beis last week. A, a Rav was coming back from Shalom Zacha. And he sees a guy stone drunk on his steps. He says, his wife warned him that next time he comes back away from Shalom Zacha she's, she's going to throw him out of the house. That's it. And he, he fell in again. So yeah, pick him up and we'll wash him up and we'll give him some coffee and then, and then walk him home and, and to preserve the Shalom Bayeus. This is a so-called Shalom Zacha weddings, kids, kids, Bacharim, imbibing, it's terrible, but now you have the unholy alliance implicit in the word sports bar even if you can justify watching sports but combining with a bar, but they serve alcohol and in general, someone uh, sent me some kind of a, uh, a, uh, a flyer, which uh, talks about the possibility. I mean, uh, it, it's bad enough, it's bad enough that, you know, in today's world, people who, who go to work used to work from 9 to 5. Now, with your the smartphone, you have to be around the clock, because after all, there's a market here, and there's a market there. Uh, so this particular flaw that was, that was sent to me indicates that, you know, when we grew up, all right, there was a couple of hours in the evening when there was sports going on in New York, so you know. But this, what New York? The world ends at New York. Excuse me. New Jersey, think it'd be Michael me. New York and New Jersey. There's a big world out there, and we have to stay open at least till one, and if the game in Los Angeles or whatever, the West Coast takes longer, we just have to, till t- 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 it's over. What's going to happen the next day, when this individual, whether it be a, a, a yeshiva bacha, or, or even a balabas, <laughs> he'll get up for his dafiyaimi. So we have to know what things that we encourage, and things we discourage. This particular combinations, to me, are very negative. Back to our question. Our sports coach. Active sports are fundamentally kosher with certain limitations. Passive sports, again, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? <coughs> Certainly better to to watch a, a sporting event than to watch other things which are much worse. There are those who are who claim that any time you watch sporting events, it's like the Chazal comment it's the Kirkasos and is Teretatros time has not allow allowed me to go into this discussion it's found in this book as well that may be limited to things such as bullfighting or, or gladiators who kill each other I'm not sure it applies to people who who are just uh, shooting a a ball through a uh, through a basket or attempting to to have a stick hit a make contact with a with a little ball I don't know don't think so, although the others would certainly disagree but the, uh, the, the greatest negativity of the passive sports is again, aside from the Bittu Torah, for those who would otherwise be learning is the other negative phenomena which are associated with it and then, it's not kosher at best it's another B'Shusha Torah Halila Azolo of the Sove, as Ramban explains based on Sukhum we just read, very recently and at worst, it could harm a person almost irreparably in terms of seeing things he shouldn't be seeing involving himself in gambling or intoxication we have to be realists realists both in the sense of not being overly critical and saying the whole thing is terrible, and we should stay far away, even if that's an ideal, I want to temper the idealism with some realism. But at the same time, if you're a realist already, you have to understand that sports is not only just sports. On the end, my father, the Quran of the Vracha, would, would tell my children when they would come to us, we don't have a TV in our house. So they'd come to, uh, to, to Bobby and Zaydi. So they'd, uh, they'd watch TV. Okay, we, we didn't object. So my father had a, a certain mantra that he would say when he would walk in front of the TV when it was so fakishifted with the with the sports activities and said if I remember correctly Shtus, Fake Hakanachinik Mishigas That's my children they'll tell I think I think that's accurate. We just trying to tell them if you want to watch it have a good time. But realize this is all this, it's not it's not Torah, it's not tefillah it's not amunah it's not chesed so whatever role it plays in your life keep it in proper perspective if kept in check especially the active part even a little bit of the passive part we can perhaps say that it's kosher again, kosher doesn't mean it's ideal the novel B'Shuz HaTorah is eating glad kosher but it's it's kosher but sometimes it can actually turn treif we should be zoche to rise above the prevailing culture that's so wrapped up in these kinds of activities and instead focus our attention especially now the last uh, 10 days of the year the Aserah Simei Tshuva before the Aserah Simei that we should be focused on more positive uh, more important activities of Torah I want to thank the Dasra Shalita for giving me the opportunity to, to say a few words in this community and I hope that those who are in attendance as well as those who maybe watching later on will be able to put things in a proper perspective to know that number one it's not always kosher and number two not even that it's kosher is something we should be spending our time on our focus on rather we should spend our time and our focus on the real thing the Torah we're about to dive Marv even those who dive in the ready but we should say it together and repeat together yes for Nismach V'divre't harasecha, uv'mitzvasecha l'olam v'oyed. Why? Ki heim chayenu v'arech yameinu, uv'hem negayam v'olayla, amein v'amein.